Hello and welcome to episode three of Checkpoint Done Podcast. It's the 17th of November, 2015, and I'm joined by Terry, the Foxhounder01. Hi. 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 How are we? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, just to point out to the listeners, if it sounds like I'm in a wind tunnel, it's because I am. We record on Tuesday. It's probably one of the windiest days it's been this year. And unfortunately, with living on top of a hill, I get hit by it bad. Um, <laughs> I did walk around the house trying to find a room that wasn't getting hit by wind, but all of them are getting hit by wind. Nice. Well, the the only room that wasn't was the server room, and I wasn't going to spend an hour in there. So <laughs> just hunkered under a set of stairs. Yeah. So we switch around the format a little bit for this episode. Um, hopefully, it works a little bit better. Give us some feedback. Let us know if it does or not. Okay, so first of all, Terry, tell me what you've been up to since we last recorded. Oh, nothing. Um, oh, no, I, yeah, next I, section. <laughs> <laughs> I lead a very unexciting lifestyle. I just stay at home and play games all day. Although, I did um, I did leave the house recently, which is rare. Oh, wow. Okay. How I was went, that? Uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't too bad. I went to, uh, to go see uh, WWE Monday Night Raw. All right. Okay. Uh, in Manchester, which was it was not too bad actually. Uh, I have not been to a live wrestling event in about eight years, so um, yeah, it was it was really good. We was uh, in the uh, me and a friend. We went to go see Ron in the nosebleed section. You know, it's, uh, cheering along, clapping away, and doing all that good stuff. Oh, it's a soap opera. Oh, but you gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, it's the best drama soap opera on TV. Uh, but yeah, no, it was really fun. And yeah. it's, uh, it had the undertaker on there, which is probably the last time I'll ever see him live, which was cool. Celebrating 25 years of him being around. So sure. Yeah. Guys getting up there, but yeah, no, that was, that was very fun. And it's nice to have the arena literally attached to the train station. Ah, okay. it's, it's great. They've done renovations recently. So it's literally get off the train, a 30 second walk and you're at the arena and it was awesome. So kind of like the how the NCP works. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a really good night out. I felt like shit the next day. I thought I felt like I was hungover. I'm not okay. quite sure how that was achieved, but uh, yeah. But you know, it was it was a good night out. It was relatively cheap night out as well, which was uh, which was all good. Oh, fantastic! And I've been held up in the house doing absolutely nothing, which is also very good. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So what you've been up to then? Let's see. Um, back to work. Crazy bastard. <laughs> and, uh, just recently joined a new gym, okay. which was interesting. Listeners may not know, but I moved house, what, five, six months ago now? And I was, uh, I, I used to have quite a convenient virgin gym on the way home. Richard Branson yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, Every enough. night. Yeah, he greeted me on the door. Bloody hell. Yep. So... On the way home, I could go to the gym, religiously went three times a week. Really good. Moved to the new house and there wasn't a local, well, sorry, I say there wasn't a local gym. There's a, there's a gym about half a mile away from me, mm. which I instinctively joined up to and, and got roped into, I think, a six-month contract. Right. Now, the local gym is shared with a school. Uh, okay. Which is okay for the time I want to go. So I, I normally go on the way home from work. So it's about five-ish. So there's not really any school kids in there. Mm -hmm. But what there is, there's a swimming pool there and all the school kids are having lessons. So, you know, like all the young kids. Yeah. 
But what happens is the viewing window is just in reception. So you have a gaggle of small children and mothers running all up and down the corridor. You've got to wade past them to get in and swipe in. <laughs> and then you finally get into the gym. Uh, and the gym, it, it's tiny. I mean, they, there's like uh, three cross trainers, three treadmills, that kind of thing. Mm. I just thought, basically, I've just had no real motivation to go there because uh, the, the equipment's kind of aged and things like that. So yeah. So I had a bit of a hunt around near work and there's a uh, local Roco. Never been to one before. Is that a Join- big chain thing? I think so. When I looked on the website, I think they've got about 10 places. Okay. But the thing that put me onto this thing was you walk in, it's all lit up and it looks all nice and you've got a Costa coffee down in the bottom. Mm. I thought, oh, okay, that looks kind of cool. Okay. And you've got a swim pool and you've got a heated outdoor pool and I thought, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> but the thing that really ticked my boxes is you go up to the gym and it's full of tech. Oh my Jesus. Go on. Like, put it this way. We're recording a little bit late tonight because I had a personal training session on Saturday and I had a quick one tonight just to go, just to continue where we left off. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens is when you walk in, you punch in your pin number and then that knows you're in and it says, right, what kind of workout do you want to do? And then point you in the right direction of your first machine. What? I was like, okay. So basically you go over to the machine and it says, right. Punching your number again, it says, right, okay, so th- last time you were on here, this was the weight you did, this was your seating position, this was where you had the thing, this was the what you did on this side. <clears throat> this sounds too technologically advanced from, from my I life. know. It's not quite Ivan Drago, but, you know, it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 21st century version of it. Yeah, so it, it's good. So basically, it's it, when you, you program in your range of motion, if you know what I mean. So when you're doing, uh, I did... Let's say dumbbell bull kills with it. So the, so the annoying thing is when you first get on, it says, right, show me your full range. So you go, right, that's how high I can go and that's how low I can go without dropping it. It's like, right, we've got that tagged. So I got on there tonight. I'm like, right, okay, a bit ambitious, but it's okay, right? Right, yeah, that's as far as I can go. So the thing is, unless you hit the full range of motion, it doesn't count as a set. Oh, wow, it's punishing you. Yeah, so you have to go through that entire thing. So if you have been too ambitious... So then when I went through it, I'm like, right, okay, let's let's do this. Okay, yeah, got through it all. And I've, on one of the machines, I kind of messed up. So I wasn't looking at it. And I was like, right, full range of motion. And, and I adjusted my seat halfway through because it wasn't quite right, mm. which meant I wasn't getting the full stretch. Right. Oh. So I sat there and did an entire set, and it recorded none of them. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> what? Sounds like a fucking punishment. I know, I know. And it, it, to be fair, it is quite good because it tells you to slow down and stuff like that. Because I normally just power through the weights and move on to the cardio, but it took me nearly an hour to get around the weights. But Jeez. the main reason for that was my OCD kicked in. So when you got the first machine, it says, hi, hi, Darren Wright. You've not been on here before. Let's just set up your seat. Let's do everything proper. And then, uh, so I did that, went through the sets. And then went, then I went, ah. Oh. I've not sat on that one yet. <laughs> so my OCD kicked in and I had to go on every single machine to to program in my stats and do my initial sets. Was you expecting like an Xbox achievement to pop up that said X- <laughs> achievement unlocked? <laughs> I don't know, something like that. But it, it was weird. My OCD kicked in and I thought, right, well, I need to program every single machine just so when I get on next time, I've got something to go against. Must do everything. Yeah, so... I'm I'm already starting to cramp up a little bit because I did spend nearly two hours going around all the uh, resistance machines. So I have a question for you. Yes. If 
the machines because it sounds like they're kind of set up to they're kind of set up to do like this personal training thing. Yeah. Why do you need a personal trainer? Ah, well, so the personal trainer initially shows you around all the kit, make sure you're sitting right, make sure, you know, you've got everything at the right level. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, he pulled me up on quite a few things. I mean, I said I've been going to the gym for quite a while now. And he was saying, no, you're not quite sat right there. No, you're pulling the wrong muscle on that. Right. So basically what happens with it is you initially have the personal trainer session, then they just leave the computers to everything because they're getting all the stat feedback they need. Oh, okay. And then you have um, a, like a, a catch-up meeting with them in, in a couple of months' time. It's the easiest just, money they've ever made. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's um, that's what I've been doing. Quite sad. Apart from the other stuff that we'll discuss in the other sections, but that's the only real thing I've done outside of here. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the next section... What have we been playing? Checkpoint. So, Terry, tell me what you've been playing. Fallout. Fallout Four. All the anything, fallouts. Any, anything else, Terry? Fallout Four. Um, well, we'll talk about Fallout Four. I played in between my long hours of playing Fallout Four. I got a very quick go of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Ah, okay. I've only play it's good i've only played about an hour hour and a half of it not a lot okay just kind of the opening bit of it yeah god that game's pretty is it oh it's so pretty and i'm not just talking about lara just so you know (laughs) just uh no it's a very gorgeous looking game i mean we said a while ago at Eurogamer that we didn't want to play it because of story driven reasons yeah Uh, like any game it's just shown wrong but yeah this is a gorgeous game it plays hey guess what it plays like that tomb raider game that came out like two three years ago well the thing is uh we'll kind of crossing over here but i've also been playing fallout 4 and we will discuss a little bit more in length and spoiler free shortly Mm -hmm. but i'm getting very twitchy about tomb raider i do want to play that Mm -hmm. yeah and i've also i think like yourself i've i've also got cod sat on the shelf as well yes as do i still wrapped well, I, uh, I've done better than that. I've, I've played about an hour and a half. I've got to, I don't think spoiler to say that there's a, there's a hub. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've played up to that point where there's, there's this hub world thingy and you can do stuff there, look at stats and things. I really like what I've played, to be honest. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to playing the rest, but in the same problem as yourself, Fallout 4 is now consuming my life. But Fallout. Well, <laughs> now we'll keep this totally spoiler free. Mm-hmm. But when I finished last night, uh, the in game clock uh, clocked 24 hours gameplay. Yep. Which I thought is quite impressive to say. I have done nothing story related. Yep. <laughs> well, no, sorry, I tell a lie. I've done, and again, I don't think this is spoiled to say because anybody who's played the game, apart from Jace, um, this is within the first 30 minutes of the game that you get to a settlement. And that's as far as I've got in the story. Yep. The rest I've just been exploring so and the, I've been doing stuff. So, Darren, I don't think you're enthused enough. Tell me about Fallout 4. Tell me how good that game is. I I absolutely love it. It's so good. 
I loved Fallout 3. I didn't really get on with New Vegas, to be honest. Mm. Um, but I only put about an hour, maybe two into that. And I just thought I wasn't going to get it done in time for Fallout 4. I just love what they've done with it. Um, it's ticking so many boxes of mine. The, the base building, the, the people management, the trade routes, the, the, the looting, the, the crafting. Yeah. Just, just the everything. I've spent quite a long time crafting weapons. I have not spent so much time on the settlement side like you have. Yeah. Uh, although we were discussing it the other day. I think they did a very good job with Fallout Shelter because they were prepping people for this. Yeah, absolutely. It's the exact same thing, um, minus the, the vault thing, but everything else is, is pretty much the same. Yeah, it's so yeah. clever the way they did it. Just, I've been, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's so many stories I want to tell and, and, and yeah. share and because I think that it'd be different from what other people have to tell me. And I'm in the same place where you were, where I've been told, go to this place and go do this thing. And it's like, uh, no, fuck off. I want to go over in this direction. Yeah, see what's over there, and then you run into new things. And uh, I never, I never finished Fallout Three. I put forty-seven yeah. hours into it um, in the space of about three or four days. I never really went back to it. But this is just all-consuming. And I think I'm so glad that I played this at release because there's just so much community behind it. I mean, I'm constantly speaking with Trev via PSN chat, mm-hmm. messenger type thing. There's, there's also the PSN group for the Midlife Gamer. And there's just so much community. I mean, I, I'm speaking to you about it. I'm speaking to Jace about it. I'm, he's sending me pictures of stuff. We're discussing <laughs> we're discussing legendary items that we picked up. And yeah. It's just absolutely immense. I got a couple of those and I got super excited when I actually met one of the enemies. And it's like, oh, he's got a star next to his name that's got to be important. And then <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I dropped something really cool. And... It's it, There's just moment to moment, there's always something new to do. Well, again, this isn't going to be spoilery, but I went to a place very early on and I spoke to a guy and I did a little side quest for him. Mm. Now, I think I mentioned to you last night that I made a rookie mistake. I assumed that the workshops were all already linked. Mm. So I'd just been going around the map. As soon as I found one of these things, dump everything in there, carry on. Yeah, It took me nearly four hours last night to go around the map to every single place where I knew I dumped <laughs> stuff and get it back to yep. the, my initial settlement. You did, didn't you? <laughs> which was a bit of a pain. But what I saw was something that people probably won't see. I went back to some of these places that I previously visited and the world is dynamically changing. Mm. Like the, one of the places I went to, which initially had a guy that was giving quests and he was doing stuff, was taken over by raiders, the they built buildings, like they the put in all pathways and all kinds of stuff. I didn't realize they'd gone to that extent of make it fuck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this game. And I was just like, wow. Because because the, the quest that I had to, to complete the quest line, I had to go back and see this guy. Because mm. he said, oh, it would be a bit of a grumpy douche. And he says, oh, come back later and see me, et cetera, et cetera. So many, many days had passed in the game. And I... I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll pop back and just pick up all my stuff. Yeah. But no, 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 there was a, there was a full army there that set up base. And I was like, what? That's, that's quite crazy, is that? And, and, and that's the thing. It, it, it makes it feel more refreshing to places yeah. where you've discovered previously that I, I do appreciate the fact that they're actually doing that. Yeah. But, uh, that, that sounds nuts. But I mean, I've just been walking around with my dog, 
And I was like yep. in these games where you're given, it's, it's one of those where it's like, right, you've got to do something really important. And it's like, no, fuck off. I want to spend like 40 hours just journeying around. Fucking leave me to it. They can wait. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's always, I mean, we're texting each other pretty much on a daily basis since that thing's come out about Fallout. Yeah. Like just so excited about it. And it's nice to to know that there's so many people out there playing it and having their own experiences with this game. And Well, I think that's the thing. I don't think anybody is having the same game. No. Uh, everybody's having their totally unique experience. And I really can't wait until I got to the end of this and a lot of people have got to the end of it and we can have a discussion yeah. and say, oh, did you go there? Oh, did you see? And what about when you went? Now, one thing that did scare me, I did a little bit of maths. Mm. Which not not the maths that scare me. But. <laughs> <laughs> one plus one? No. <laughs> no. Um now to cover everything that's in the game, there's over four hundred hours. Oh. Now if you think, if you put that into perspective, if you were to have the next ten week off mm-hmm. and do nine wolf five, you will then see all the content in the game. That sounds like a full time job that I'd want. Well <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if you think, I mean I've got in so it's been out, what, 20, it's been out a week now, hasn't it? Yeah. So it's consumed all my spare time and I've done 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Realistically, if I continue Doom as I am doing now, it's going to be like April <laughs> before I'm done with Fallout, <laughs> which is scary. That's, I don't know if that's scary in an amazing way or, oh, fuck me. This is a life commitment. I don't know. I, my good feel is I will do the same as I did with Fallout 3, same I did with Skyrim, mm. is I go absolutely balls deep at the beginning, burn out, and then go for a couple of palate cleansers and go back to it. You see, this is why I bought Tomb Raider. Well, this is why I've got COD sat on the side as well, just to get through it. In fact, l- let me just discuss another game that I have was playing right up until Fallout coming out. Mm. So I think I mentioned on the last episode I was playing uh, Need for Speed. Yes. I do remember listening back and I was on about the uh, steering wheel that I tried with it. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, although I had it plugged in, I hadn't actually tried it with Need for Speed. I'd been playing around with Forza Horizon. Right. And just assumed it would work. Would you believe it that Need for Speed does not support a steering wheel on the Xbox? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Which is totally bananas. I got that especially just playing Need for Speed. That's got to be the the most heartbreaking thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. It was it was genuinely gutting. Now they are doing some patches. I'm just hoping it may arrive in one of the patches. But you shouldn't have to worry about that. It's 2015. How does it not support a steering wheel? I know. I know. It's a bit weird. Darren, how is that a thing? I know. But to be fair, I, I'm really. I should say, right up until Fallout came out, I was really enjoying the game. It it it's got about nine on the cheese factor. It, it's really corny. I do kind of like the first-person perspective that mm. they've got and the, your character's taking drinks and doing fist pumps. and it, It's just oh. like a, <laughs> a very teen version of like Fast and the Furious. And do you know what? I really like it. I, I, it, it makes me smile. Have you finished it? Oh. No, so I've got... Again, I was doing a bit of OCD, so I'm just doing everything. Mm. I got to the point where I'd done all the easy and medium races. I'd got to one of the boss races and the rest were just on the hard stuff. Right. So I don't, I don't think I'm a million miles off. I think on completion, I was about 60, 65%. But there were a number of things that were 
bugging me, uh, which it looks like some of them may be getting patched out, which is good, mm. is there was severe rubber banding. Ah, right, okay. Like my car in it. So so basically you start off the game in whichever car you pick, and I pick some Scooby. And I was about keeping up with the races. It was, it was, I was close. I, w- I was in the top three each time. And, and that was whatever brake horsepower. Mm-hmm. My current car is a, a, a GTR with 1,022 brake horse, fully specced up with everything. And somehow it gets to the last couple of checkpoints and they can overtake me. Ah, uh, the, didn't Mario Kart have something like that? Yeah. I mean, I understand they want to make it more dramatic in a sense that, oh my God, it's coming to come down to the wire, but really? Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like they are going to patch that out mm. because it, it seems to be a major complaint from, from quite a lot of people. Oh, right. um, Cause uh, th- I, I don't know what it is. I think in the Need for Speed Underground series, there was definitely the point where if you had some heavily pimped out car, then you were essentially lapping people. And, and, and there's, there's some sense of reward for doing that, knowing that I've invested all this time, I've got this proper pimped out car, I can drive it properly. So if I lap you, that's because I'm doing good. Yes. You're rewarded for mad driving skills. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and the other thing that bugs me, and I don't know if I'll get rid of it or what, but so be all hip and street and what the other characters do to alert you there's a race is before the race, they will bring you and say, hey, how's it going? Da, 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 da. There's a race here and there's a person and stuff and come do race. But these tend to ring just randomly. You're halfway through a race and the phone rings. It's like, hi, how's it going? Da, da. It's like, I'm, I'm doing like 130 mile an hour down this corner. <laughs> I don't want to be talking to you. Now you can hang up straight away, but there needs to be some kind of do not disturb or something. I'll tell you it, what that sounds like. Go on. That reminds me of Nico, my cousin, from fucking GTA when your phone would go off every two minutes while you're, I'm in the middle of a firefight. Let's go play darts. No, fuck off. Yes, yeah, yeah. Very much like that. But yeah, it's, that is kind of annoying. And also, th- this weird thing as well is, so one of them will ring you, but then they'll just be having a conversation between like three, four of them. Like they've butt dialed or something. Yeah, and it's just like, um, do I really need to hear this? I, I know you're trying to feed me story, but I am racing, you know? <laughs> Look, so, guys, I'm I, really interested in listening to the bullshit that you've got to speak, but <laughs> fucking 130 miles an hour on a very slippy street, please leave me alone. Yeah. But apart from that, I, I do quite kind of like the cheese factor. I like the drifting in it. I like the handling. I, I like the pimping up in in the next patch, they're, they're actually putting neons in, which which ticks my boxes. <laughs> you sound very excited about that. I am. I, I do love. I do love the Need for Speed games, especially. I, I was well. I think I mentioned before. I'm a massive fan of Need for Speed Underground mm. One and Two, and sticking in the neons really makes me happy because with the, how gorgeous this game does look, with the nice glowing neons underneath, will make it look even better. But don't you worry, it'll be coming soon. Yeah, paid DLC. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a start on a DLC. <laughs> In fact, this is probably the right section to discuss one one thing I mentioned to you today, and I was just like, "Really?" Uh, you see, that was a clever segue. There you go. Well done. Go for it. You get the hang of this, Terry. Uh, well, well, what can I say? Hi. Did you see the price of the Star Wars Battlefront? I did when you text me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean, I know, I know. We mentioned last time that the season pass is forty quid. Apparently, I went off on a bit of a diatribe on that one, but go on. 
so basically the for some reason the packaging that and the main game together and offering it the of the lively sum of 105 pounds bargain i'll have seven and it's just like that is not the way to advertise it i i'm just gonna get close to the mic why is this allowed to happen (laughs) why is this a thing it's becoming the future man tell me what did you actually see what was included in the in this 105 pound mega pack so you've got the digital deluxe edition, which I've already had a rant about, um, where basically you get £10 worth of magical bonuses where you pay to win. That was what I got mixed up with when I was ranting about the season pass. Yeah. So basically you get that and then you've got the season pass, which has got, I think it had four lots of DLC in it and you get everything about two weeks before everybody else. So. Basically, if you don't have the season pass and you're going to spend a lot of time in Star Wars Battlefront, no, you're not. Well, no, but to be fair, I, I know, I know, we didn't get on with the beta, yeah, and it sounds like a lot of people didn't get on with the beta either. And to, to be fair, it was a beta. It, it, there was only a few game modes in it. People uh, seem to be warming a lot more towards the main game. And to be fair, we've got ten hours worth on EA Access, so whenever we do need a palate cleanser from Fallout then I might give it a go, see what it's like with all the stuff in there. I'm not sure it'll warrant the cash still. That I don't think there's going to be enough in it for me, but but we'll see. I feel like this is going to turn into, well, I said it on the, the first episode, I feel like this is going to turn into a Titanfall slash Evolve. Yeah, and it, it, maybe. It really does make me wonder how much kind of power this thing's got. Obviously, Star Wars is massive at the moment. The new film's yeah, coming yeah. out next month. So it's got that kind of push behind it. But after that, you know, is it going to have the legs to keep going? That's the thing. If they get people to buy into the season pass, so they get everything like two weeks earlier than people who don't buy the season pass, mm-hmm. then at least they're tied in, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, again, Titanfall, I did the same thing. Uh, you did as well. You- That's true, yeah. And then when the map, pa- map packs came out, it was just like, oh, yeah, we'll jump on it. Yeah, they're all right, are they? And not a single <laughs> fuck was given. I don't even think I've downloaded the last map pack. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But I, I guess with the yeah, I guess with the latest map pack, I probably only played it twice. Yeah. I, d- I don't... Th- yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go into it, but again, Star Wars Battlefront does not seem worth... 40 quid, let alone £105 for a digital deluxe with a season pass attached to it. But again, that's just me. A ton of people could be into this and and have a fucking blast. Yeah. But personally, for what I played, well, and and your opinion of it, I didn't like it. Maybe we'll play the 10 hours and maybe it'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll still wait for it to drop though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, that's the game section done. Let's have a look at what we've watched. Checkpoint done. So we were both going to watch Human Centipede 3. Mm. Um, Fallout happened. Um, yep. So we've not done that. And I know it's a really bad excuse, but I've, I've spent, <laughs> as well as joining a new gym and as well as doing X amount of hours at work and spending time with Christina, I've also spent 24 hours in <laughs> Fallout. I haven't had a lot of time for anything else. Uh, yeah. I don't have like half of that, but yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. It's lovely. So we will watch Human Centipede 3. We will get it done. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, um, I've watched a handful of films. Tell me about those handful of films, Darren. 
So two of them quite similar. It was the kind of mood I was in. Mm-hmm. So I watched the Minions film. Okay. It's more of the same. Just a prequel. Huh. <laughs> um, it, it's not bad. It's not bad. It, I, I quite like the animated flicks. Yeah, I think they're very easy watching. Just sat there with some popcorn and maybe a beer or two. So we watched that, and we also watched Inside Out as well. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, that was heavily spoiled by the trailers. Oh. <laughs> and uh. quite annoyingly, one of the funny parts of the trailers happened once and once only. I thought there was going to be a lot more of it. Right, okay. All in all, though, not a bad film. Interesting concept. I heard that this had been a rip-off of something. Now... If it has been a rip-off, I'm going to assume it's a film I've not seen, so please don't slag me off. I'm just guessing here. I'm guessing it's maybe a rip-off of Bean John Malkovich? I know what you're saying, but the, the, I think there was actually, I don't know if it was a program or something, where they actually had different personalities. There was a... Was it Will Smith? There was a film where... I'm pretty sure it was Will Smith. I may be wrong, where he had a whole bunch of people inside him controlling him because he was a robot, which again was a similar kind of thing. Yeah, I think I know what you're on about, but yeah, I don't know. I, I seem to remember hearing about something, but it doesn't mm. take away. This is a Disney film, right? It is, yeah, yeah. So this doesn't take away from the fact that Disney fucking own everything. So yeah, don't worry about it. It's They can ignore all lawsuits coming in their general direction. But yeah, but again, all, all in all, it was quite an interesting film. It was um, fairly predictable, mm. but again, it's a Disney film. I want to call I mean, bullshit on something. Go on. You don't watch trailers. Well, <laughs> Inside Out was shown as a trailer at the beginning of a film I went to see at the cinema, and I can't remember which one it was, but it was at that point, Christina kind of looked at me as if, say, we're watching that. <laughs> and then. The last film that I watched, which was interesting, you're going to be able to tell the drunkenness by the film that I watched. Right. And that was Ghosts of Mars. Okay. <laughs> so How we were flicking through Netflix or Amazon or something like that, and we saw it, and I thought, you know what? That looks like it could be okay. It, it's got ghosts. It's got Mars. And I think it had some fairly big name stars in it. Ice Cube. It's got Ice Cube in it. Yeah, so you know it was good. And Jason Statham. Yeah, and Natasha Enstridge. Who? Hot. What? Mrs. Mrs. So have you never watched, uh, not Sphere, um, shit, what's, what's she in? She was naked a lot. Species. <laughs> I've never watched Species, no. Hot. She spends majority of the film naked. Okay, I can see the appeal there. Okay. <laughs> So, nakedness. Okay, let's check. Anything else? No, uh, there was some kind of story thing, but... Mainly anyway, naked. Yeah, so uh, we l- kind of looked at the cast listing, and I just thought, this is going to be all right, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> more like, this is going to be all right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was very much one of those. The acting was terrible. It was it was cringeworthy terrible. <laughs> and not it even was, the good cheese. No, it was... It felt... When was the film out? I think I think the film was out early 2000s, mm. but it felt like a 1980s film. Oof. So kind of Running Man kind of cheese. Oh, I like Running Man. Well, yeah, but, but imagine that cheese brought 
well, uh, not brought modern day, but watched for the first time. If you know what I mean, yeah. you'd be like a bit cringy, kind of a, escape from New York kind of cheese. Mm-hmm. We watched it. I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it was pretty cringeworthy to watch. <laughs> Well, I've got a feeling that this is going to be like my next challenge. Like, <laughs> hey, watch this sober. Watch it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It, it was okay. It was okay. And I think if I'd have watched it back in 2001, it'd have been a lot better. I mean, it was directed by John Carpenter as well, which, mm. again, I was thinking, this can't be bad. But it was. But it was, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, again, if, if I'd have seen it in 2001, it may have been brilliant. But nowadays, it was a bit meh. Hmm. Yeah. So, Terry, what you been watching? Not much, because, you know, Fallout. <laughs> yeah. And seriously, it's just eating into everything at the moment. I haven't really watched anything. Just kind of the same stuff I've been watching over the... Uh, I've mentioned over the past couple episodes. Okay. Uh, more TV stuff, more Blue Bloods, um, Impractical Jokers, that sort of thing. Yep. Which I implore you to watch the latest episodes of that. I need to hear your response to what happens... Oh, watch them. Oh, you watched um, them last night? Oh, no, not, not, okay. No, so yeah, we, so we no. caught for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, the last, last ones. I advise you to watch those. Also, they're showing them on Channel 5 now. Oh, cool. Um, on a Sunday night, I believe. Um, so yeah, um, if you've not watched it, watch it. Cool. Also, okay. Fallout. And Fallout. Yes. So, I challenged you this time to go back and watch Event Horizon. You did. Now, I hold that film near and dear to my heart because I remember watching it for the first time and it's scaring the living crap out of me. Yep. <laughs> I'd be interested to see how it's held up. Yep. <clears throat> this film, my first note was Jump Scare the Movie <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly what it was. Uh, I This was very jump scare heavy. It Yeah, it was rough in parts. It's aged okay. Okay. Uh, one of the kind of main things that I did notice is the CGI looks a bit rough and the, sure, so do yeah. the effects. But, I mean, it came out in 1997, so, you know, I'm going to give it a pass on that one. Yeah, sure. With these challenges, I'm trying to do it in... If it came out now, how would I, you know, approach it now instead of like, oh, this yeah. came out 20 years ago. Sure. And I think it held up pretty well. It, it, it's a pretty good film. It was very effective. It kind of had a feeling of in parts of aliens in the sense that here's this team of people. We're going to this thing yes. where this distress call came from. Things happen. Uh, obviously, obviously, we're going to go into spoilers on this one, but there's no aliens in it. It's just a weird mind fuckery. Yeah. Now, I spoke to uh, my boss and I said, oh, uh, my cousins implored that I and watch uh, Invent Horizon. By the way, I watched Donnie Darko the other day. He swears blind that you're trying to, like, cripple my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I can agree with him because there's some fucked up shit you're making me watch here. <laughs> I seem, it feels like, like I say, it had the aliens feel to it. It yeah. kind of felt like Dead Space in a way. Yeah, very much so. Uh, even down to uh, this one part where some dude is like hanging from a ceiling. Yes. And yeah. there's like random symbols being painted in the background with his blood. And it kind of reminded me of that. It had like this really edgy, like the, just the tiny little knock in the background. Like, oh, what's that? 
and it, it really did kind of build the tension very well. Mm, mm. And it, yeah, it was very effective, it, very effective in the way that it, uh, uh, it played its scares, but it was corny in places. Some of the acting was a bit ham hock, but yeah, uh, Sam Neill, who is, is, uh, Dr. Grant in Jurassic Park. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, he's very, oh, he's, he's very good at his role. Um, he's very corny in places, but yeah, it's, it's very good. It's one of those where it's like, where's this gonna, I'm not quite sure. Everyone's probably gonna die. Are they? Who knows? Yeah. And it kind of ended a bit, a bit different to how I thought they actually, some people did survive, which I was surprised at. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, th- I thought it was a very strong film. Oh, Although good. I did put what the fuck am I watching at one point because <laughs> I was a bit uh, scared. Also, the name of the ship was Lewis and Clark, which I'm not quite sure if that's. Yeah, well, I, I think back. I think Lewis and Clark uh, was the TV series out round about then. Probably, I think it's supposed to be like for something different, but yeah, yeah, we're going to sound like idiots. But I'd rather go for the Superman, uh, Superman nod than anything else. Yeah. Also, it has young Alfred in it out of Gotham. It does indeed, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I put was Paul Anderson. No, because I realised it was the director of Resident Evil and all the subsequent sequels. Sure, and it hurt right. my feelings. <laughs> no, but good. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a weird mindfuckery film. I'm curious. I, I know you didn't watch it in your home environment. I didn't. Were you watching it through headphones? I wasn't. No, I was watching it on an iPad. Wow. I was and you indeed. still got freaked out by it. Because it was one of those where it was like, I don't Because the sound design in it is pretty good. I think I do want to watch. Yes, I will watch it again uh, with a proper uh, sound, uh, well, sound bar, sound system. But I, I do want to watch it again uh, to see what the sound design's like. But even on a small screen like that, and it's still built up enough tension where it was like, ugh. Oh, interesting. Um, which, you know, obviously that speaks to the film if it can still affect me that way on a, yeah, on yeah. a small seven and a half inch screen. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good film all around. I, uh, I enjoyed it. I do like those type of films, though. Big into my sci-fi films, so I do like that. Excellent. There you go. <laughs> Another one on the list. Cool. Well, I've already got the list of made up, so I, I know what you're watching for the next five now. So. Oh, really? <laughs> the, I, I seem to remember at one point... Uh, in the past couple of weeks since we recorded the last episode. This is mm. just before Fallout came out. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to say you're really drunk. Um, but at one point you was like, oh, you should watch this video on Fallout. And it's like, no, but I've already seen it. No, you should watch it. Mm. And it's like half an hour, <laughs> like Fallout thing. And then afterwards you started berating me like, have you seen Mad Max yet? It's like, no, not yet. I should make you watch that film. And it's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck that doesn't sound like drunk me <laughs> and yeah you probably like went on because i'd not watched mad max yet and then said that i should watch it so i promise i will watch that before the uh the next episode ah i i i seem to remember when that was because so I, I won't go too far on this but basically i bought a new blu-ray player and i got mad max uh the the Blu-ray, yeah. and it, it's done in uh, Dolby Atmos. So I was watching that on the sofa at the time and thinking, wow, this looks and sounds amazing. And I'd just recently finished the game. Yes, and I was like, it. 
this is brilliant. And then I actually remember texting you saying, have you watched it? And you're like, no. And I'm like, what? what? So you know when you're in that, wow, this is all amazing. And you're like, no. You need to like, watch this. You need to watch this. Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it had been sober enough, I'd have come up and picked you up. Well, it's like when I was doing stuff and then it's like, you must watch this Fallout demonstration. We watched it before. We watch it now. About <laughs> <laughs> half an hour later, it's like, yeah, I didn't, you know, I've watched this already, but fine. I'll just fucking watch it again. Good lad, good lad. You, know, you can't blame me, you know. <laughs> right, next section. What have we read? Checkpoint. Now, I'm going to start off this one and just put my hand up and say, I do apologise. You gave me nine comics in a series to read mm-hmm. because of stuff. I've yeah Uh, and again another reason we're recording slightly later than we would do I had to read it tonight and I only managed to get through one of the nine Mm. the comic book is the names Uh, so I can I can tell you what I think of the first one I read Mm -hmm. okay I thought I thought it was quite dark initially yeah I I think there's there's quite an interesting story arc going on I actually like the fact that I've only read one because there is many stuff that I've got questions about. Right, okay. Which obviously will be answered in the remaining comics. Well, I hope they are. But there were were little things like, so you've got a dude at a corporate that said, sign this this letter, it's a suicide note, and I'm going to kick you out that window. And I was like, really? That's a little bit dark. so I don't know why all that has happened. And then when his wife went to see the body, but it was just like a mangled, squishy mess. Yep. And then it was in her head. And I was like, okay, also kind of dark. And then she, he also left some, some encrypted message on, on her phone and just said, ah, don't forget me, champion. Mm-hmm. And and she kind of went a little bit mental about it. And then the phone got stolen and then she invited the guy around for dinner and ended up stabbing him in the face. Yep. I'm like, whoa, this is getting dark. <laughs> and then weirdly, because because this woman, her husband was like twice the age, which meant he had a son around about her age, he had lots of pictures of her in her underwear and stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, <laughs> this is interesting. And again, and again, so I'm not a seasoned comic book reader, but I didn't realize there was so much nudity in comics. Yep. So in this one, she's uh, obviously she's been in a fight and she's got parts of an anatomy hanging out. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sounds so sordid. <laughs> <laughs> and in the last one I read, the the, um, the killing joke, there was a small bit, well, <laughs> a very small bit, oh, and uh, there was Gordon naked uh, with his todger hanging out. <laughs> and I was like, really? Is, is this what happens in comics? <clears throat> So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. It does go to some interesting places. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to find out what happens with all. Well, yeah, just what happens with everything, where where it all comes from, what this secret message is, why it was thrown out the window. The, you see, this is why I, I wanted you to read it because personally, I'm trying to break away from the Marvel DC stuff. Okay. I'm trying to go into the small, I say independent stuff, but you know, Vertigo, um, who did this series is not like a small time thing, but they make interesting short stories. Like okay. this is a nine issue thing. That's it. 
Uh, right, I like okay. that sort of thing, and uh, this seemed like an interesting one, and it does go to some very interesting places. I've actually still got to read the last couple of issues of this, so I'm kind of hoping you'll read through. I'm interested to see what you think. Well, so, yeah, so I read the first one before we recorded. I didn't want to leave it too late for recording. Yeah. I do have the rest on my iPad, so I may actually have a night off Fallout and just go and finish it off. <gasps> Really? Yeah, but, but the thing is, I mean, it's currently 9.24. If I go and sit in front of Fallout, it will be 1, 2 o'clock before I finish. <laughs> and we know it is, because once you set off, it's just like, oh, I'll just go over here and like, oh, what's that? Oh, there's a little symbol there. Oh, shiny things. All the shiny yes. things. So I, I I might go and finish it off tonight. So Good. So I see this time you've actually been reading your comics. Is this because Colm told you off? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Uh, yeah, I felt bad about the fact that I'd not been reading any comics. And to be honest with you, I um, made a, a special trip to Leeds. We actually okay. do have a couple of comic book shops in uh, in Huddersfield now. So I went to Leeds because why not make it a day trip? And yeah, I picked some new stuff up, which I've never heard of, but I thought, fuck it, I'll take a punt on that. Okay. So I got this one called Tokyo Ghost. Okay. Now, bearing in mind, I've only got a couple of issues of each of the ones I'm going to talk about. So I'm not going to talk about much because they are new okay. and there is only two issues out of each. This is like some weird dystopian future business going on and it's kind of like a Judge Dread world and everyone's on drugs to like stop the feelings and weirdness okay. and there's like a soul girl who doesn't, you know, she's clean of all that shit. And it's interesting it's very violent and not, you know, about the nudity thing. Mm. They're not scared to show it. And yeah. quite a lot of it as well. Well, uh, just, just talking about, is there, um, is there an age restriction on comics in the same way that there is on other media? No, no. They usually have on the front or on the back of it recommended for mature readers, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. So it does have something like that, but I'm pretty sure anyone could just go, yeah, I'll have that, please. Okay, uh, and I'm guessing unless the people, the shop owners, are super conscious about that sort of thing. Uh, sure, yeah, you know, because in in the um in the one that I read uh, in the names, there was quite a lot of swearing as well. Yes, there is. Yeah, so yeah, uh, sorry, I was just curious. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, um, I appreciate these questions, but yeah, it, it's it's a pretty good one. But yeah, there's there's these naked ladies and stuff like that, and the the story seems like it's going to interesting places. Okay. So I will be picking more of that up. I picked up two issues of something called Survivor's Club. I've um, oh, currently got these in my hand. You might be able to hear the rustling. Uh, this is a Vertigo comics. And it's 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 interesting. It's six or seven people come together because something happened on this particular year and they're not quite sure what's tying them together, but things happen. It kind of, I've not watched Sense8, which is a Netflix show. Yeah. But yeah. the premise of that was, oh, we're tied together because of this one event uh, that's happened. And this kind of felt very similar in premise to that. Okay. But in the first two issues I've read, there's some weird shit going on, which I'm super intrigued. Like the end of like the second issue is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like seriously, right. what the okay. fuck? So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's been pretty good. Again, that is something else I, uh, uh, you know, I want to read more of. Okay. And then I read another comic called Accent, which is an image comics. Uh, I should, by the way, Tokyo Ghost was in image comics as well. 
Okay. I want to make sure if people, you know, want to listen, then they know who they're going to. And Accent, it is basically about a boy who is not happy with his lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. It felt very uh, Ready Player One. Oh, okay. Which was very, like, after the first issue, it's like, <laughs> I need to read more. And it's quite interesting, gets invited into a beta of a game, and then things happen from there. I don't want to okay. get too much into it because yeah, sure. it's kind of all left, you know, to it. But again, the first couple of issues I read, it's like, oh, okay, I can see where this is going. And it does look pretty interesting. So yeah, I've I've read those. Um, I am looking to pick up some more. Again, I'm trying to break out of the, the, the DC Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, because they're rebooting everything bloody constantly. And I think the stories on the smaller... Um, more, again, independent stuff. It yeah. feels like they're telling a lot more interesting stories. They can go a bit edgier, that sort of thing. So um, I'm going to try and recommend, you know, for your challenges, I'm, I'm probably going to recommend some more, a bit outside the box stuff, but uh, okay. hopefully right. you enjoy it. But yeah, that's what I've been reading. I did pick up, uh, now this isn't a comic, this is a manga called Uzumaki. Um, okay. It's a Japanese, obviously, manga written by someone or done by someone called, I'm sorry for messed this up, Junji Ito, who he was scheduled to do Silent Hills uh, with Hideo Kojima and okay. uh, Guillermo del Toro. Okay. So he was going to do like the creature design and all that good stuff as well. Apparently, this is a very good uh, manga. It's a bloody big thing. So it might take me a couple sittings to get through, but um, I'll probably have read that for the next episode as well. Excellent. So I'm reading things again. Good luck. And fall out. And fall out. <laughs> Checkpoint. So we have had our very first email, and I, I, I now feel like we are a proper podcast because we've had an email from Trev. Yep. So first of all, I, I will paraphrase a little bit. Um, he says, he's enjoying the episodes. He agrees with us on Eurogamer and how we're not the target audience. He did slack off Duke Nukem, which I actually quite like, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> I think Duke Nukem 3D, I can agree with, uh, is a good game, but Duke Nukem Forever was a bit ass. Oh, I quite like it. Mm -hmm. He didn't agree at all with The Walking Dead. Now, I do kind of see where he's coming from. It, it, Again, paraphrasing is saying that if it wasn't Walking Dead, then all he'd be watching is shit. Yeah. And to be fair, there was one episode which something major happened, which he said is, yeah, the, the, there was one recent episode where something major happened. And I, to be fair, I was like, ooh, that's interesting. But since then, I've only watched one more episode and absolutely nothing happened. There was, it was just. Were there at least zombies in it? You know what? I don't even know. I, there may have been one or two, but not, n no major plot point happened uh, unless it was in the dialogue. Um, and uh, even though I was watching, I, again, I probably got about 10 minutes into it and started looking at my iPad. You just think about Fallout, wasn't you? <laughs> no, this was pre-Fallout. All right, okay. Gaming Wise, he says, is playing The Witcher on Death March, which I did have a little Google, and that seems to be some silly difficulty setting. So well done for that. He's also dipped back into Destiny. Uh, Darren and Neil were doing a strike, so he jumped straight in there to say hello. And he's been playing a little bit of Fallout Shelter on iOS, uh, just to wait until Fallout 4 comes out. Obviously, since he sent in this, I've well, we know he's playing Fallout 4 because I'm playing Fallout 4. Everybody's playing Fallout 4. What's Fallout? Yeah. Oh, God. Now, he does have a question here, which 
from the rustling you had earlier, I think you're already answering it. Oh, in fact, I think we've already answered this, but he's saying on the comics, um, he had a conversation with uh, Steve O76, mm-hmm. and he said, paper or digital? Trev is digital for the Kindle, but he said some of them don't really work. The the, the frame over spills on the dialogue. It doesn't work when it goes into Zoom. Mm-hmm. You'll have experiences with the digital side thing. Digital. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're on two sides of the fence here. I'm very much digital. Uh, if you probably remember from the Euro Shame Challenge, that, that's when my digital life started. Mm-hmm. So all games, everything I buy digitally, because they, they just don't take up anywhere near as much room, where you will take trips out for the day to Leeds to go get the paper version, won't you? Yeah, I mean, at one point I was on Comixology. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why I use. I have a decent collection of stuff on there, and Marvel usually come with a get the digital version as well. So they've got a little tab in there where you can put like a 12-character code in and oh, you can okay, get a digital cool. version for free. So you can keep your comics nice and pristine and finger matter free. So I was kind of six or one, half a dozen either, but I am tailored to more the uh, the paper side of things because i like to collect stuff fair but i used to collect a lot of stuff and then i moved house and i realized that collecting stuff was bad but now you have a man cave to put all of your stuff in yes uh, yes yes i do like like my fallout bobble head that turned up yesterday which is awesome <sighs> so pissed off i missed that deal i know i, I, I have some tesco vouchers as well and i got it for nine quid <laughs> that's the thing it's like i told you about it and then about an hour later it jumped back up to like 25 quid and it's like no yeah, that was kind of harsh of them bastards uh, so trev uh thanks for the email yeah. hopefully that answers your question uh, in fact quick question for you terry mm. you're reading the accent yes accent yes accent yes are you honestly going to wait until the next time you go to leeds to see how the story plays out or will you go and get it digitally I can't do part trade, part digital. Oh, really? I Even can't. though it's the same story? I can't do it. <laughs> it would break the collection because then I'd have to buy issue one and issue two. Well, uh, well surely you can do, if it's that good, can you not do it on both? I could do, yeah. Well, yeah, I could do, but... Hmm. Anyway, no, it was just a, it was just a question. Yeah. I think that's another reason I went with digital with everything as well. It's just because I'm impatient. Yeah. It's, if it, I want something, I just press a button and it magically happens. It's nice and readily accessible. It's because me and a work colleague got very excited because, oh, this comic book shop's open. And, oh, my God. And then it started buying the trade stuff again. Right. And that's the only reason I started buying digitally before I was happy. And, uh, sorry, digitally. Um, that's why I started buying uh, trades again, but whereas before I was buying digitally and okay. it was all nice and shiny and I was in a technological future and now I'm back to caveman status. Okay, that's fine. But now you've got that, you've implanted that seed in my brain that makes me think, I should probably buy that digitally and oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. Past. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, that's it for this episode. If you do want to get in touch, it's podcast at checkpointdone.com. If you want to get hold of on Twitter, it's at checkpointdone. Uh, thank you very much for the comments that we've been having. Um, Steve Butworth, for example, Trev, Colm, and all the other awesome people that have been getting in touch. And thank you very much for that. The website is checkpointdone.com, where you can find the previous episodes and you can also find all the other links to all the other stuff on there we have uh, just today i've got the email confirmation that we're going to be on stitcher as well yeah 
Um, so I'll get a link to that on the site. You also have your first written review. Yes. So there's the Mad Max review up there. Um, so that's tailored for the site. And I, th- there was a couple more in the pipeline. <laughs> Again, Fallout broke everything. <laughs> <laughs> there will be more content. We do apologize. Personal Twitters. So let's see. I'm at D5120 and you are at Foxhounder01. Yep. And just a final shout out. Thank you very much, Colin. On the last two episodes of Last Save Loaded has given us a shout out. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, thank you. And uh, well done on failing the Year of Shame Challenge 3. Yeah. <laughs> That's two in a row. Well done, fella. Congrats, Colin. <laughs> a welcome to the PlayStation age. You learn from the best. <laughs> okay, well, until next time, thank you very much and goodbye. Bye. Fallout. <laughs>